All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco. Gentlemen, the season has ended. I know you know that, but I just had to say that Come for gone. posterity's sake. Come and gone. We have uh, had a wonderful time wrapping up the season at our uh, own city's historic theater. I think we put together a good episode to, to wrap it. things I up. I can't wait to produce it. Yeah, we haven't produced I, it yet. I honestly, I thought I would have produced it by now. Uh, had a little bit of a uh, a thing in the family that's going on that's kind of kept me occupied a little bit. Uh, so, but we will get that out, and then I will release this. I might actually yeah. release this first. I don't know. I'm, I should. I hopefully will have time. No, you're giving me the shake no head. I will get the other one out first, then do this one. Yes. Okay. This is our official end of season podcast where we put together some shenanigans to officially wrap up the season that you already have stopped caring about, dear listener, because it's over. But that's okay. We're still going to wrap it up in FPL America style. The one thing I love about this this type of a show is like the the listens will always be down. Well, honestly, the last like five weeks, listens always drop a little bit because people either like they realize they can't catch up in their league and they stop listening. Uh, but our true hardcore listeners, they're gonna listen to this, which is great. I love it, love it, love you guys, and so uh, I hope we can deliver something for you. But it, it will be down a little bit. We will discuss who did the best this season in FPL both in our league, but also just in terms of in, in the fantasy points, which players did the best. We'll talk about that. I will administer another 10-question uh, points quiz to these gentlemen. It's one of my favorite things to do, just to show how little they actually know mm-hmm. oh, I love this. about FPL. Sure. Uh, gentlemen, I'm going to ask you later on this episode what you learned this season. So you have a few minutes to think about this. Oh, boy. And then I'm going to give an ode to those of the worst. The worst of the worst. The players who somehow manage to end the season with negative overall FPL points. Amazing. We will get to all that. Uh, by the way, speaking to those hardcore fans you were just uh, mentioning, Dave, we are still going to record some things throughout the summer here Absolutely. and there. There will be content on this podcast feed throughout the summer. Uh, it's not going to be the usual content, of course, but we will discuss... All the major FPL news as it's occurring during the summer, whether it be transfer business or... We'll probably do about two or three, and then, as we always do, to start the season, once the... Uh, we already know we're going to have to redo the Norwich, which 
Heck, we probably already have that prepared, right? <laughs> we, um, yeah, that's true. And then we, we, we do an episode about the promoted clubs, which we, Norwich we, has we, been promoted we do a few the promoted times clubs. since uh, we've been doing this podcast. So we, we have Norwich down. Yeah, they're, we do. They're the, they're the up, down, up, downers. That's true. Uh, who else came up with them? Who was second? Was it Watford? Uh, Watford. Okay. Watford is and, second. And Watford, we know Watford. It's the same yep. Watford do team we? that left. Is it? It's sort of. Okay. The the fun part is we don't know who the third team is going to be. Not yet. Uh, I'm hoping for Brentford. That would be fun. Be interesting to see. Could be our we'll familiar see. friends at Swansea as well. I hope it's not Swans just for fam- for familiarity's wow. sake. Understood. It is fun to get some fresh blood in there. Uh, but anyway, we will be doing content throughout the summer. Uh, so we hope you'll stay subscribed to wherever uh, you listen to our podcast. But in the meantime, let's wrap up this season in style. Brian, take it away. Let's wrap up. The entire 2020-2021 season. All of it. Every last <laughs> Every bit. single match from the entire year. Yes, let me go actually back to game week one. Just kidding. I'm not doing that. I'm just going to go to the top score for game week 38 alone. All right. So throughout, certainly in the second half of the season, we started recognizing as often as we could the top score from the individual game weeks. Uh, and we're definitely going to keep doing that moving into the new season. It's important to recognize greatness when it occurs. In Game Week 38, final game week of the season for the FPL America Podcast League, it was Cameron, team name Tony for the Golden Boot. All one word. Probably a character limit mm. issue. Anyway, Cameron moved up to 22nd on the last day of the season with an wow. 84 wow. in Game Week 38. Great job, Cameron. Now, obviously. Hey, what score did he score? 84. 84, the, the top FPL player in all of FPL scored an 88 this past week. It Is that true? Yeah, it wasn't like the super high, but that's what he scored with no chip. So Oh, with no chip. 84, excellent. Well done, Tony. We had a late change in the table. We talked about it on our Game Week 37 podcast. Or was it during Game Week 30? I think it was right before Game Week 38 kicked right off, Right before 38. We noticed that uh, there'd been a, a flip at the top of the FB America Podcast League. One and two had switched hands. Uh, Daniel Darmok at Vinegra was number one for so many Game Weeks late in the season. Lost first place after Game Week 37. And he ended up dropping even more. I think he went big trying to get the win, and ended up falling out of the top three altogether. So we have a different top three. So Daniel ends up the season in fourth, which gives us uh, a very interesting top three. A little bit of drama here at the top. Third place, end of season, final place, third or you know final final uh, results. Uh, third place ended up being a very a very familiar name throughout the season. Excellent season from Anthony. Game of Throw-ins. He finished with sure. an eighty-one. Moved up to third. Overall, to end huge the season. score last week, absolutely, uh, and and well done to him. He was up there, and he did it without a chip as well. So he was up in the top for almost most of the season. He was he was definitely five, around so. there a lot. Well done, Anthony. Just four points behind second place, which ended up being Michelle. Late surge. From I was going to say we rarely ever talked about her until the last couple yep. weeks. You are my sunshine. She Excellent came job, on Michelle. wicked strong. She definitely did. First place, you guessed it, it was Barrett, Harry Potter Kane. Well done, Barrett. Barrett, when you hear us recognize you as the winner of this season's FPL America Podcast League, reach out to us if you would on social media. We'd love to see if we can set up a chat with you. As the first place finisher in our league, finished with 25.06 as a final score. 
60 for his Game Week 38 score. Well done, Barrett. Barrett, we're also going to get you a little something. Okay, so again, I'll we, we we will take care of that. So it might not be big. It's going to be a little bit of a uh, we haven't figured it out yet, but we want to reward you for your fantastic finish and, and representing this league well. Your overall rank was six thousand two hundred and seventy-seven. That's amazing. That is a great. That is a that's, great. That's rank. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Top six thousand for the most part. Well, top sixty-three hundred. So, hey, well done, Barrett. Please contact us. We'd love to not only chat you up, but reward you for your hard work. And make sure that you are staying tuned because as we get through the summer and into the start of the new season, we want all of you listening to be a part of our FPL America Podcast League next season as well. For sure. And so uh, make sure that's another reason to stay tuned throughout the summer so you get those details when they are ready to come out. All right, gentlemen, I want to talk about who the – the dream team of the season was. Season dream Dream team of the season. There's a very interesting observation that I was able to very quickly make. It stood out very, very quickly to me as I was looking at who this team is. I'm going to go through it briefly, and then I'm going to tell you what my observation is. Top scoring goalkeeper of the season, Arsenal's own, Emiliano Martinez. Punch me in the nuts five times right now, Brian. I will not, but uh, I feel like it is a huge in Arsenal's face that that happened. Doesn't surprise me in the least. I said this. Go back and listen. I've been preaching this from the beginning. Uh, Scott's like, like rubbing his eyes because he's like, oh, gosh, Dave's going to say it again. Like, I, This was Arsenal's. Uh, the reason why they finished in eighth, Emiliano Martinez is playing for Aston Villa. It's true. Uh, backup goalkeeper in the Dream Team, second place overall finisher, Manchester City's Ederson. Not a huge surprise, but I'll say this. A little bit of a surprise. It was a City, little bit of a surprise. City hasn't been really known. Ruben Diaz just showed up this year. He seemed to be the Virgil van Dyke to to Ederson's Allison, if that's even a thing. I probably said that wrong, but you guys know what I mean. Diaz he... Diaz was the cog that all of a sudden tightened up Al, or Ederson's uh, goalkeeping uh, status. He had even less to do once they got hot. For sure. So, And it was all thanks to having stability. They finally found the stability that they needed defensively. Ederson, officially, Brian, got the sticky mitts. Ederson did? Ederson got the Finishes sticky mitts. Finishes with the sticky mitt. That's great. I love that award. Totally made up by this podcast. But may it live forever in infamy. It, uh, Ederson won the sticky mitts. He had the most clean sheets. That's fantastic. All right, moving into the defense. Top scoring defender in FPL for the season, Stuart Dallas. This, this has John Lundstrom written all, all over it, sort of. Lundstrom didn't finish. I don't think he finished top score last year. Defender. He's probably in the top five. I don't remember. No, St- Trent, Stuart Dallas. Trent had to get him. Trent had to have had it. But, yeah, this is... It's it's almost. It Lundstrom-ish. was Trent Robertson VVD last year. It was Liverpool top three, and then it was like who else could show up and take fourth, four or five. But Lundstrom was competitive with those guys all season. Stuart Dallas never played in defense. He rarely. I want did. that to be known. <laughs> he was a defender. He was listed as a defender. Never played in defense. Played winger, and that is one main reason. Why he scored 171 fantasy points and is the top scoring fantasy. But you know what that means. 
Hmm. Next season, he'll be listed as a midfielder. That's correct. And there, you will there go will be a nowhere correction. near him and, in and, and, you, and you know who might be that next option? Alioski. Yep. <laughs> no, Alioski can never be wicked consistent, but he did, he does okay. Yeah. If uh, Alioski's classed as a defender and starts at 4-5, and Stuart Dallas starts as a midfielder and his price is like five, five, six, six. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think you would much Alioski. rather you'd much no rather choose great call. Uh, yeah, great uh, call. it might surprise some people to know that Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold did still make the season-long dream team in defense. Amazing, along with Cresswell, right? I know you hadn't got to him yet, but no. Correct, Dave. You're absolutely right. Aaron Cresswell, someone that we've discussed, you know, off and on quite a bit throughout the season. And then rounding out the defense in the dream team is Aaron Juan Basaka. Note, Ruben Diaz on the outside looking in. It is a defender from the other side of Manchester who That's makes. And I'm surprised that it, well, Juan Basaka played the entire season for sure. He never got hurt that, Luke that Shaw, I can remember. Right, Shaw. Luke Shaw was in and out. Shaw was in and out until. And he was a better offensive option. Yes. When he was playing. It, the key there, when he was playing. Right. When Shaw finally got the gig all to himself, he completely took it over. And no matter what you think about Luke Shaw, he was the he was the player of the season for them. For United. For Manchester United. This also speaks to... I agree with you. This also... More than Bruno? No, I think he was actually voted by the team. I really? think he was selected. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a that's high praise. I can find it. Do you want me to confirm that? If there was only a way. I'm sure there is. I will say this. Diaz would be there if it weren't for pep rotation. Pepology. But that's, 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 that's the name of the game with Manchester City. That's not going to go away. No, it's not. It's not. And I need to get used to that at Arsenal because I think that's coming at Arsenal as well. That's true. Especially with the lack of European football next year. Mikel Roulette. Which I think for one year is a great thing. For one year, it could be. Um, yeah. Uh, confirmed. Luke Shaw wins Manchester United Players Player of the Year. Oh, wow. Okay, so Luke Shaw's voted yeah. in. Yeah. Interesting. Keeping it in Manchester, the highest scoring player in all of FPL. This was even with a somewhat weak finish to the season, except for that triple game week, uh, and not playing at all in game week 38. Bruno Fernandez, top scorer in FPL. That is not a surprise. I had him from the beginning, and he never left my team. Yeah, he was pretty much in my squad until game week 38 when I had a feeling he wouldn't play. I actually went Bruno to Mane. And that was smart, and I wish I would have done it. I, I wasn't paying attention Man, that enough. was really close, though. Extremely Br- close. Bruno and, and who? Kane. He oh, barely overall, beat. He barely overall. beat Kane. Kane tried to get him at the end of the you know in game week thirty eight. He didn't quite make it. Kane is your top scoring forward, but let me finish out the midfield. Yeah. After Bruno, you've got Mo Salah. Son. Okay. Son is third. That's that makes right. sense. Yeah. Well, I tell you what's wild, the fact that Son's third. I don't remember Son and or owning Son, the last in the thirties eight, eight weeks. Yeah, in the thirties. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, you're yep. right. That's exactly yep. would be the thirties. Yep. That's exactly right. Son. Son crushed, and I'm not sure what happened. Maybe season fatigue. Whatever. Well, I mean, you could. I mean, Mo Salah was consistent even at the end. You wanted him to maybe do a little bit more, but you know as Liverpool was, came on, Mo you know Salah what was, was there. What was good about Salah this year is like he never had hat trick games, but he was pretty Super good, consistent. It just one goal, assist, yeah, yeah. Goal, except assist, for that stretch goal, of fifteen assist. or sixteen weeks where he did nothing. 
He was consistent. He was consistent. No, he was consistent the entire season except for that one stretch he of dipped. like sixteen <laughs> games where he I, did nothing. All right, I'm gonna look. He dipped I don't, with the rest of the club. There were. I don't feel like. The, I'm the, looking at it, Dave. From fifteen to twenty for six matches, he scored somewhere between one and three. And Six then, matches, Brian. And then he did have a stretch of five between twenty-five and twenty-nine, uh, twenty-eight. I guess in the game, there's a double game week in there, so there's a five for one of those game weeks. So that doesn't even really count. I think the thing with Salah is that he is that he was such a letdown in their best matchups. Well, that, I triple. You know what? Him. That's interesting. There that's were good, so many. Ma- there were so many matchups where he was. Where you expected where he, where, him to, yeah, to crush? He was the clear choice. Like Sheffield. Sheffield get that, match week twenty six. Right. He, he scored three. Right. Well, I Fulham. Triple, Fulham I, week twenty seven. Scott two. triple captained him in a, in a in week 15. that they played West Brom. Yep. In a, in where West Brom was in the middle of their worst, kind of their steepest decline. And little did I know it was the beginning of that six match stretch right. where Moshala. Moshala. Moshatla did nothing, <laughs> but he still finished second in the midfield. Son dropped off late, but still finished third. Sadio Mane finished fourth, gentlemen. Yeah, Mane. That is the most shocking thing. Yeah, that Mane finished fourth, just ahead of your last midfielder in the dream team, Marcus Rashford. Rashford had a very good that's season. A slight, that's, that's a surprise, a, too, to me. That's a little bit of a surprise. I just there. feel like all season long, Brian talked about his stats that didn't count toward points, but somehow he ended up with 174. Mane is more of a surprise than Rashford to me, but Rashford's surprising as well. Rashford had a very good season. And and for a guy who spent so much with uh, minor injuries, so many, uh, so many of those like minor knocks that kept him out, of instead of ninety minutes playing seventy minutes or whatever or subbing on for Rashford to finish that high I think is uh, is pretty good. No, it's true. Scott, Scott, I never had him at any point. But real quickly, can we talk about a few places under who didn't finish in the top five? Yeah, it gets interesting after the top. Yeah, five. I want to mention Jack Harrison sixth. Uh, Leeds actually Manchester City's Jack Harrison. He's on loan to Leeds. That's interesting. Yeah, it the is. fact that he ended up being six overall. Look, he's a sturdy dude. Man, think, doesn't get injured. Think how much he'll get rotated if he goes back. Oh, just so tasty. Does he want <laughs> to go back to City? It will be the question, right? Yeah, it is the question. Uh, and then Gundawan, which is not really a surprise, right behind him. And then Scott, your boy. Okay, the, the uh, next two guys. Think- the next two guys. Hold on. The top ten, I think, are important for whatever reason. Multiple different players for different reasons. Here we go, Brian. Eighth place. Say it, Dave. James Ward-Prowse. James Ward-Prowse. England's James Ward-Prowse. England's James Ward-Prowse. Did he make the national team? Hey, by the way, Dave Smith's James Ward-Prowse because he already committed to owning him for all 38 game weeks next season. I'm going to start him. That's fantastic. Every game next year. Dave has already locked in one of his 15 (laughs) roster spots in FPL next season. It is James Ward-Prowse. I I appreciate that sort of courage. That is the that is the kind of fun courage is it that, courage, that yeah this that, podcast, this, that this league needs with all the bets that Dave and I have done that was that was raising the stakes last no, week. No, I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, I'm glad at, it's and him and given me. his given his prowess and, the, and who, pedigree, given his, yeah, sorry, given his, his prowess or his it's not no pun. Do not. <laughs> don't even his ward prowess. I understand <laughs> what it is. I am not. Intending that even a little bit, 
You intend it every time. Nope. And then you just expect us to catch it. Given given what he accomplished this season, Dave, you should not feel bad about that because his price is still going to be, I'm sure, reasonable going into next season. I'm for sure. so excited for the... Brian, he's at 5'9". So I'm sure he probably started the year. Let's see. This is not hard to find. He started the year at a 6'0". Six, oh, he was 6'0"? He okay. finished 8th overall, lost a 10th on the year, started as a 6'0", finished as a 5'9". Yeah, that tells you everything you need to know about James Ward-Prowse because no one wants to own him because you're going <laughs> to chip out James Ward-Prowse 22 episodes next season. It's going to happen. I, I'm surprised that you glossed over Gundogan just like, oh, no, no, yeah, I'm, I'm coming surprised back to he's, I'm sur- he's I did not that unsurprising that he's up that high. I'm, I'm going to give a Brian stat. Gundogan scored all his points in like eight matches. I was going to say, I, I feel like the fact that he's that high <laughs> for that one run of matches that exactly, he had is yeah. unbelievable. It well, is unbelievable. but what's interesting is like we all own Gundogan at some point. Yeah. yeah. Scott, you own Harrison. Get... Credit to you. You own Harrison for a little while. I never did. Did you ever own Harrison? Game week 38. One week. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Hey, behind Ward Prowse in ninth is Raheem Sterling. Oh, there he is. Which is wicked interesting because Raheem Sterling had six goals on the year. Kevin DeBrown had ten goals on the year. Yeah. Really? And it just... And KDB's nowhere in the top 15. I was going to say, well, Sterling, too. He Sterling. I'm sorry. Sterling scored 10 goals and 9 assists. Sterling's season, there were there was at least two times this season where Sterling was one of the top five scoring midfielders, at least. Sterling is going to have, like, I've gotten burned it's, with Raheem Sterling the last couple of seasons. I didn't go near him this season, yeah, not once. Yeah, I had him a couple times. and uh, Sterling but, would but, have to go on an Ilkai kind of run for me to go back to him ever, ever. Yeah, this the end of this season was really bad. I think for well, hit for what the Browner scored six goals. I had it backwards. You had it backwards. I had it backwards. Makes more sense with the overall points. But either way, Sterling KDB kind of represent the oddity of Manchester City this season in FPL. Yeah. Because once I mean the title was wrapped up so early, suddenly so early. Yeah, but that they didn't care about the Premier League as what's much. What's so fascinating about City this year is the fact that in the beginning of the year they were they they were behind already because they they were missing games. They were always had games in hand. And they didn't start the year well. And then if you if you were to get to the end of the year and say, okay, City wins the league, De Bruyne scores six goals, Sterling scores ten, and and those are like your two top players. Most would argue yeah. that's arguable. Have that type of goal total? Come on, man. They won the league with that. Yeah, that's shocking. Well, for Sterling to go from a top three midfielder to squeaking inside the top 10. Beating out Pereira from West Brom by one freaking point. Which, I I mean, honestly, given Pereira's season, I might have, if you had asked me straight up yeah. into going Pereira. into this, I probably would have guessed Pereira yeah. over Sterling. Hey, by the way, Brian, you should be excited. Maybe West Ham's Matthews Pereira. Oh, is that is that a thing? I well, mean, apparently Villa and West Ham both want him. Why, who wouldn't? Why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I agree, and if I'm prayer, I'm like, Psh, I ain't going back down. Nope, absolutely. He's good enough. He finished no, for sure. 10th overall. All right, let me give you the forwards in our season-long dream team. Harry Kane, as you already know, number one. Patrick Bamford, second. What a season. He, I what, mean, as wasteful season. as he was, which yeah. in truth truly, he also was the most wasteful. A truly wasteful player this season. Still However, second overall. Yeah. 
Yeah, very good. A lot of leads. A lot of leads up here. And then uh, rounding out the roster, third highest scoring forward, Dave. Lester's Jamie, Jamie Vardy. Vardy. Shocking. Vardy, 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 his beginning of the season was great. He really faded. I think his, his yeah. uh, it sounds horrible. I feel like his age and or, and or the season just kind of like caught up to him. He's not superhuman. It's eventually, he's post 30. Yeah. It's eventually going to catch up to him. I, I think if he were playing international football in spurts, he could help England in this tournament. No, look, England's in the Euro tournament that, that's going on this summer. England doesn't probably need him. They have a ton of talent. I'm just saying, Vardy on his day, Brian, against the top six team, come on. At least this year. Next year, who knows? Maybe it's a little different. One year older. But Jamie Vardy's still got it. He, he is not an FPL asset next season. No. Not even a consideration. Ocho, is, is this the end of his run? That's what I'm saying. He would have to start he would have to start at such a bargain price. And even then I think you're gonna I think there but are he's too still many Jamie Vardy, he's still a name brand, you know? That's what he's I mean. I, bombing prices that's what I mean. Though. I don't think he's gonna drop I said he if, yeah. if he started at like eight he'll be the Sergio Aguero. Right. The you, new Sergio you would Aguero. say like, oh man, that's a that's a discount and I maybe he there's starts no way Jamie Vardy starts no, at that's eight. what I mean. He's just 10. not He'll start at 10. There's just going to be so many other players, I think. Third overall scoring forward. They're going to overprice him. Yeah. Incredibly. All right, gentlemen. It's time I'm looking forward to. It's time whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, you want, Dave. You want to gloss over the fourth scoring forward? on Alexander Lacazette. <laughs> yeah, right. Timo Werner. Go ahead, Dave. Say o- his name. Ollie Watkins. <laughs> Ollie Watkins. Did he score <laughs> 10 or more goals this season? Ollie Watkins had a 168 fantasy Yeah, points. he had to have. He scored 14 goals and 9 assists. There you go. Wow. Involved in 23 goals for You Villa. won the bet on goals scored. I won one one bet at you this point. You won both Watkins bets because I went all in with Ryan Brewster over, or outscoring Watkins from game week five onward. That didn't happen either. So those two bets went to you. Man, I'm surprised you, you didn't print that out onto a T-shirt and wear it to the podcast tonight, I Dave. should have. I feel like that's the kind of I thing need, that's like, I need to own an Ollie Watkins T-shirt. You also won a Kurt Zuma bet that finished during the season. So that was three bets to you. I'm also going to go ahead and just tell you. I don't, that, like, I don't like how you're attacking this early. <laughs> I'm also going to tell you that you At won all. the Leeds bet because uh, what you're about Leeds to tell finished me, 11th or higher. They, is, I think I they finished like ninth. This is going. Right? Did they finish ninth I in the table? I think that's they did. exactly right. All yeah. right, Dave, you thought Richarlison would score 15 or more goals. Did that happen? F me. That poser. I'm going to look it up. Scott, let me, let, me, let me die myself here. Seven goals. Seven goals. That's less than half. That's he scored seven. You deserve, you deserve something. He was involved with 13. That's still one not of even what you said he'd score. His last he goal Everton, sco- Everton. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say his last goal scored was in game week 37, a week where Dominic Calvert-Lewin did nothing and they both finished the season doing nothing except laying there and letting Manchester City kick kick balls right in their face. No kidding. Were they I mean, seven that, on them? It was so seven nothing. It was five. Nothing. Eight nothing. Was it eight nothing? It felt like twenty or twenty one. Nine nothing. nothing? Was it? I think nine? it was eighteen to nothing. Jeez. Dave, you also thought that Southampton would finish tenth or higher in the table. Did that happen? You know what? It wasn't from lack of trying. <laughs> it was, was from. It? it was from all kinds of other. It was things. just from lack it of was, talent. Mostly. It was 
they, lack of I depth. Mean, yeah, they really did not have depth. They, they did not once, have once depth. Once their injuries, once their injuries smacked them down, they that did not that was get a bold. That might have been my boldest call all year as Southampton finishing in the top. Did I say top ten? Scott? Have we moved on? We're off of the dream team, and we are now into bet time. We are. So so far, if you're keeping score, Dave won four bets. I've won two. In a segment we like to call reviewing the bets of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Dave, you said Alexander Mitrovic. You already know you lost this one when I say his name. Did would he score even play? thirteen or more Holy. goals? Holy! We don't have to look that one up. Wow, what a bad loss! Did he score one? Uh, he, no, he did. He scored. <laughs> did he, he scored score, some? <laughs> did he score one? A couple. I think he scored a couple. If there was only a way, yeah, it doesn't could, even matter. Could, yeah, you you're, lost yes. No, I no. I need to know. I need to know the how bad. You, the fact that you, the fact that you have got to it, ask whether it. or not he scored five. He scored three. Yeah, three it goals. was three goals, three yeah. assists. Yeah, like yeah. I said, he scored some goals. And then we made a bet because JWP had this one amazing stretch in the season, and I said that because of who JWP is, he'll never have. A better streak than that the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. He would not have a, a, a stretch of 40 points in four game weeks after game week 12 because that's that's what he had done to that point. And you said, yeah, he will. Uh, his highest four-match stretch was 22 points. So I, I the lost the confidence in the eighth highest scoring so midfielder, forty is a lot to ask for in a. Well, in a that, that was a bold move. That you know was Scott, extremely Scott, bold. I feel like that was a bet I was just throwing back to you because you were going to need yeah. some help. Yeah. Coming well, back. for the first time ever, I did not win more bets than you in a season. We yes, did, we drew. We drew this year, which means I gave you some charity because I knew I was in the lead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it was. Honestly, I think I gave you the charity for all my Rian Brewster oh. bets. But anyway, you've already We didn't even add those up, did you've we? You've already screwed yourself with the James Ward Prowse owning him all season. You know why? No, no way. I'm excited to see how well, that one pans well, out. Hold on, but but how do I lose this? Like you say I screwed myself. What is You the... lose this when you finish behind me in the FPL okay. table again right. because uh well, that's just going to happen. All right, fair. Yeah. Uh look. Although although I will say this, I will say this to your credit. Yeah, the whole point I've been making is that you only get James Ward Prowse's total points, which look better than they actually are, by owning him all season long. And next year you will. I will own him. And technically, so, I have. I believe. I believe. There's no I'm, injury. There's no injury caveat. There's an injury. I, I, I'll I'm, give you an injury caveat. If there's a red triangle, for he, sure. he can be out. For That's sure. perfectly fine. I think for, fair. I think that's understood. He doesn't get hurt though, but. I think uh, the bet is let's just clarify. I think I have to start him like every game. You don't right? have to start him. You just got to be in your squad. Ooh. You're bogging down your squad. I, feel like I need to start him. Fine. Don't you think I need to start him? Like I'll miss his 15. The good thing about James Ward Prowse. <laughs> well, I was going to say. Problem, yeah. Right? The good thing about James Ward Prowse is that because of the nature of of the, of the, the of player twos. that he is, yeah, that he can get you something. He's going to get any so many week. twos for you. I can't wait. It's, I really can't wait. You know what, Scott? If this torpedoes you, this will be fantastic. (laughs) Um, One good thing that could come out of this for you, Dave, is that if Danny Ings leaves, which, I mean, that's – there's, a, would say, at least a chance of that. If Danny Ings were to leave, then he becomes their first-choice penalty taker, presumably. Assuming no one new comes in. That's, That's a better penalty taker than him. He was great at taking penalties this season. 
All right. Well, I'm Dave, gonna... <laughs> it ended in a draw. Scott, listen, I'm bringing in the, the eighth, eighth, you know, highest scoring Premier League player. Midfielder. In the league. Midfielder in the league. Yeah. Um, I feel great with that. Okay. You're telling me uh, start season, I got to start him in my lineup every week? Great. I mean, Brian just said he had Bruno in his squad all season long. No, you're I did gonna not. Have, well, oh, was it you that had no, Bruno? No, he had Bruno. Brian had... went, like, most of the season not owning Bruno. Okay, it was yeah. you that said you had Bruno all season long. Then. I'm pretty yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, so now it's going to be James Ward-Prowse next year. Can't wait. It's going to be so much better. Uh, I mean, you know. <laughs> all right. All right, let's do this points quiz. I've got 10 clubs and positions that I'm going to give you. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you guys rotate who goes first. Whoever you choose, the other person amongst you two is going to choose someone else. You can't choose the same person, so one of you will get one of points. We'll we'll, we'll rotate. Here we go. Overall points on the season. I am absolutely losing this. Highest over. Yeah, because Dave's cheating right now. No, no. Don't Uh, even try. Put your screen I'm all the way back in game week one. I I wanted to see if I owned... Bruno, I did not own Bruno in week one. Well, because Manchester didn't play. There was a while before he became an asset that everyone Rashford was like, was I got to get him. was on my team for the first like five weeks, six weeks. All right. I flipped a coin before we started recording. Brian, you won the toss. You can ah, go first. Suck it, Dave. Uh, in, right. my, in my face. All right. All right. So, Brian. No, no looking at stats here. Top overall scoring Wolves defender. Go. <laughs> Um, top overall scoring Wolves defender is Connor Cody. All right, Dave, you got to pick somebody else. Who could it be? I feel like the, the options are limited. I would, I, 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 I would, I, if I had to guess, I would go with Brian with Cody just for consistency. But I have to go different, so I'll go Semedo. The answer is Semedo. One hundred nine. Oh to my Cody's gosh. One hundred six. Wow, Semedo's honestly. On I only went day. with Semedo because of you. Not going All with right. him. Brian's given up his advantage. I, I, I would have lost anyway because I would have guessed Saiz. Mm. I didn't even oh. think about Smith. Remember when we all thought Saiz was a sure thing game week one? Wow. Not me. Just saying. Dave, you get to go first. You've already got a point as well. Here we go. Number we two, go. West Ham midfielder. Jared Bowen. Brian. West Ham midfielder. Um, this is tricky. I know it is tricky. Uh, That's why it's in the quiz, gentlemen. This is tricky. There's three names. There's three names. I'm going to guess. There's, I'll, no, there's no way Fornall stole it. I'm going right? to guess Socek. The answer is Tomas Socek, 147. Wow. Jared Bowen's 141. Well, well, a difference of Six ha- point six victory points. for Socek. Socek. Fornall's was 16 points behind Bowen. All right, one point apiece. Man. Brian, you get to go first. Spurs defender. Spurs defender. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna guess that it's. I'm gonna guess Regulon. Brian, uh, Dave. Rea. I wanted to go Rea first. So the, the correct answer. This will be the, the first. The correct answer is Toby Alderweireld. It is not. Uh, Rea had eighty. Alderweireld had eighty-eight. Regulon had eighty-nine. Yeah. How worthless nice, is Brian. that? It's score? one of the wow. worst. It's one of the worst teams, and Man. they they make me sad. All right, two, two points. One, two Brian. one, Brian. That that was the first like real dividing line. One Would you have said Regalon? Oh, no. Okay. I mean, maybe sure, but I I feel like Arya had some bigger games that would have kept him up. Like he would have been sneaky. I feel like yeah. he was sneaky. What a dumb team, though. All right, Dave, you get to go first. Southampton forward. Oh boy, that is tricky. Th- this is A and B here. Yeah. Wow. Chase Steal it. I'm gonna say. 
I'm gonna say Chase stole it. I'm gonna say Jay Adams. That's a good guess. I I I, I mean, to... unfortunately, I forced you to. to yeah, you're here. forcing me to take Danny Ings, but but I think you're right. Jay Adams, one thirty-seven. Danny Ings, one thirty-one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Barely. Two points apiece, gentlemen. Well, Two man, points apiece. I, I got lucky there just by who answering the question there. Really Point excellent. Toss. Honestly, really excellent season for Che Adams. Fantastic. I'm, ex- I'm I hope the best for him in the Euros. And he did produce he did produce in games where Ings wasn't there. And oh, I think sure. with Tella and some of those other guys, I think that's something that and James Ward Prowse and James Ward Prowse uh, <laughs> with us as the supply for he sure. Can keep it going next. Absolutely, season. Southampton will be fighting for top ten again. Shaking my head. <laughs> Remember when they were first? That was amazing. Were they first for a little while. I think they were first, like for five weeks, for like a week. Wow. All right, next. No, they were fourth. Brian, Brian's first answer, I think, right? Brian goes first. Two points apiece is the score. Sheesh. Brian, Lester midfielder. Lester oh, midfielder. Boy. I'm going to say that it was Telemans. Dave. Because Telemans played the most games, you're probably right. It's hard, though. Madison missed too many games. I, ju- I just don't feel like Madison's the answer. I will go with Iosie Perez. I'm kidding. Uh, I'll go with Madison. I, that's the only other option I feel like is close. Well, you both get a point. It they ended up with a tie. Wow! Wow! <laughs> and Madison tied. I probably would have also given credit to Harvey Barnes, who only finished seven points behind them. For sure. I was gonna say Harv. Did... Harv missed more games, and that's the only reason. Nothing is more infuriating than Harv. Harvey Barnes having the best season of, of any game. Leicester City player. For sure. Other than Vardy, through the first like fifteen matches, and he got to be their cup game guy. Dumb. Crazy. And right. then when finally he got in the starting lineup, he he had his best season in the Premier League. Real, real good call, Brian. Dumb. All right, so we're at three points apiece. Dave, you get to go first. Everton defender. Oh lord, there's three options here, right? It's Godfrey Keane and Dina. It's not Dina. It's probably between Godfrey and Keane. Godfrey's like kind of had a late surge. I'm gonna go with Michael Keane just because he was. It's the Connor Cody. I'm going with Michael Keane. Brian, um, I I, I wow, feel horrible about it. That's a tough it. one. I feel horrible about it. You don't think it's Dean? No, I think it do was. You have, do you have a tough choice here? I think it. It was Seamus Coleman. Final answer. What? <laughs> Off script? I love it. The answer is Michael Keane. Didn't matter. Oh, okay. Michael Keane outscored Dina by seven points. Seven. So points. you're right. So you're right. It was. You were right there with Dina. Yeah. I, I figured that Dean was was high. All right. So it, it is. is it, by, by the way, we have had an FPL uh, America podcast. How to say on this. It's Dean. Dina. It's not Dina. Sure it is. It's like champagne, right? Champagne, it's Dina, right? And wasn't that the key word? You said Dean. We're talking about you said Dean. No, I said Dina. I say Luca Dina because that's what How to Say said. I don't okay. know where you're getting your information. Yeah, Dave. that's what we said. Are you cheating on us? No, I want to say Dina. It is Dina. That's what I said. Well, I, but I also say Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> I know that's fair. We, we do say. <laughs> we also, it really doesn't matter what we say. Let's no, just be clear. I, we honestly, in fairness, we do know how to say the names. Brian tells us through his in-depth research. 
but we do like to make fun of the people who say it wrong. Yes. Therefore, we find ourselves saying it wrong. Ineacho. Make- <laughs> yes, yeah, Martin exactly. Tyler. Legendary Martin yes. Tyler. Well done. All right, Dave, four, Brian, three. But, Brian, you get to go first. Crystal Palace midfielder. Holy. I might, have, I might have to look at a list. Did Eze get him? Eze's a defender. I'm gonna t- no, he's not. I'm going to take Zaha, but not feel good about it. If you want to think that Eze's a defender for purposes of this segment, <laughs> I, I advise it. Could it be anyone else but those two? Scott, fantastic questions, by the way. The Thank fact you. that we're having to grind through this. I don't think it was Zaha. I don't feel confident that it was Eze. I think it's an obscure. I think I'm going to lose this. I think neither one of us are going to get this. I will go with Eze because at the moment I can't think of another. I don't think it's McCarthy. I don't know of another another Crystal Palace guy who might be up there. I'll go with Eze. I don't think it's the answer. I love how you named James McCarthy, who finished ninth among Crystal Palace midfielders. <laughs> um, it is Will Saha. Yeah. Oh, right. 11 points higher than Eze. So Man, all right. 4 4 now is our score. Eze's who, who is third, Scott? Do we have, a, three, we have an option of third? Three questions Andros. To go. Andros, Andros was, third. was a okay. distant third. I know my, I know my, wow, I know my you, Eagles. You do know your Eagles. <laughs> he loves all those London clubs. Uh, we're 4 4 now, right? MacArthur yeah, four, four. was fourth. McCarthy was fifth. <laughs> MacArthur was third. <laughs> MacArthur was seventh. Mike Anderson. Yes. All right. Next. And I believe, Dave, you get to go first on this one. Okay. Is this number nine? This yes. Question number nine? eight. Eight. Question eight. Okay. Yeah, Wait, I thought both, it was well, four Well, you both four. got a point on that one. That's oh, right. That's oh, right. oh, yes. Yes. Thank so this you. is actually going to help us avoid a tie. So thanks, guys. Uh, Burnley Defender. I will say this is not as irrelevant an FPL question as Spurs defender. No, I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough one because there's three guys that, that could have done it. You know what's silly is I can't think of one of those names. It could, could be the bourbon. Uh, Give me three names in any order. No, Brian. no, no, no. You Give know, us a name, Dave. You know all of the Burnley defenders. Give us a Burnley defender. I, I know it's not me. Because he didn't play enough. Dave Smith, it is not you. You are correct. What's cr- oh, you meant Ben me. Ben I see what me. you did there. What's crazy is that I think I could name seven Burnley defenders. Taylor. <laughs> Taylor Taylor was a was a hot commodity for a little while. All right. I will go with uh, and I feel horrible about it. Because I really don't feel like it's right, but James Tarkowski. Brian. I I feel like it still could be Ben Me. Final answer. Really? I think it's Ben. I think I'll still go with Ben Mee. I thought because was... I don't think Loton. I don't think Loton or or Charlie Taylor had enough over the course of the full season. All right, Charlie Taylor finished with eighty three overall points. Ben Mee one hundred two. Matt Loton one hundred three. James Tarkowski one hundred four. One hundred nine. Oh yeah, Tarkowski. Yeah, right. uh, that's a good. Woo! I did not feel good about that. I thought I was losing that the whole way. Dave takes the lead, but Brian, you get to go first. Oh. Aston Villa midfielder. Aston Villa midfielder. Oh, geez. I think it was... Oh, man, that's really tough. I'm going to go wild guess and say Bertrand Traore. Damn, that's a hell of a guess. 
I just don't know if Grealish had no, it. No, I feel like Grealish missed too much time. But McGinn missed time, too. Bertrand Traore might be perfect. You might have already claimed it, and I can't even claim it. I'll go Grealish just because I don't think I have another option. It's another one of those where you're both right. Can you believe Traore tied Grealish? Wow. Overall yeah. points wow. Traore is so good. Yeah. So good. I wondered, too, if uh, El Ghazi had enough points in his bursts to get close because El Ghazi had such had, a great had some weird, season weird in his games. good games. Yep, for sure. El Ghazi finished behind McGinn. Oh, wow. Points. But, but he again, just didn't play I, enough I games. Like, yeah, I, I feel like McGinn missed some games. A lot All right, it is six to five, Dave, and Dave gets to go first on the final question. So Dave's in the driver's seat. I told you I'm losing this. Here we so go. So don't even try. Jeez. Are you ready, Dave? The pressure's ridiculous. You ready? The pressure is ridiculous. Arsenal defender. <laughs> <laughs> this is the stupidest, oh, the easily the stupidest question of the. Of uh, it's ending in the Dave. best place possible. The fact that this is the final question is ridiculous. Wow. Oh my goodness! Is it the toothless wonder, Dave? Gabrielle? No, I feel like it's either holding or tyranny. I feel like it, the options are those two. Tyranny had some good matches, but holding had more games. I mean, that's the look. How many times we've gone over that, right? It's like you you pick the center back or the the wing back. Who I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with tyranny. Ryan, and I'm I, going way off of. You're not I'm, going holding? I'm going Callum Chambers. <laughs> For real. I, he did come on at the end a little bit. I don't th- I, I, my guess is it's holding in tyranny in one and two. You know your I, team. That's my guess. I don't know. I mean, Tier- in fairness tyranny, to Scott, one. Scott has crushed these questions. I do not know. I haven't felt good at any of these answers. Tyranny one, holding two, right? Okay. That's that, what you're that's saying. What, that's, that's what, what you're I think is. You got it wrong. Neither of you get the point. Dave, you still win the quiz. Oh, man. Rob Holding beat Tierney by nine points. Yeah. Wow. Hector Bellerin was two points behind Kieran Tierney. That's that's actually somewhat shocking. He was good in the games that he played again, but also. Tierney. But no, we. Bellerin. No, Bellerin. But, when Bellerin. He, but he. But then he, he kept not getting in the lineup. He just, he just, he didn't play enough games. All right, Dave, congratulations. I mean, good quiz. You win our, yeah. uh, congratulations. Great job, Scott. Great job. Thank you. Thank you very quiz. much. Appreciate Fantastic it. Fantastic quiz. I think a lot of people are going to realize how little they know. I wish I had. <laughs> I wish I knew more about Arsenal Football Club now that I've finished this quiz. <laughs> Could have salvaged the ties. I know. A, I should have just listened to Dave. A pod of ties. Yeah, seriously, if you had just gone with the standard so answer. So I, I went with tyranny. Thinking, I wondered about I Louise, tried to throw you Louise. a bone. I, I tried to throw it out there to tie it. My gut said holding just because through this quiz, it felt like the center backs, the one yeah. who was there just through the duration seemed to outlast the other guys. Yeah. Right. So my gut said holding and I'm like, you know what? Could be tyranny. I'll throw Brian. I'll give Brian a chance to take holding, but you took, you took chambers, which was a, you know, He's behind Louise. You know. Yeah, he was sixth amongst Arsenal defenders. But I was going to guess Socrates next. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which he, sure, for sure. All right, well, nothing hurts more when you're playing FPL than having a player in your lineup who ends up scoring negative fantasy points. I guess maybe the only thing that hurts more is when you triple captain someone or even just captain someone. I, uh, 
personally, years ago, about four years ago, was the recipient. Uh, it's famously known in this podcast, the Olivier Giroux turned my season sideways. I was like in the lead at the time, kind of later in the season. Giroux got like a minus two on a red card. He was my captain. I got like a minus four or something. I don't remember. Regardless, it was horrible. And it, it ruined me. And I crashed and burned at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, nothing's worse. And uh, that's why as I was going throughout the season and looking at points and keeping track of things, I noticed there were some guys who looked like they might end the season with negative points. And sure enough, Dave, wouldn't you know it, there were three. Unbelievable. And I feel like on a podcast that has relevant FPL advice all season long, but also has something called the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award. It would be relevant on our end-of-season podcast to also mention the players who ended in negative overall for points sure. for the season. Agree with you 100%. There were three. Let's hear it. The first one, Neil Taylor, defender, Aston Villa. I guess it's bound to happen that you finish with negative points when you only appear in one match in the season, and it's the match where you play Manchester City. Brutal. Makes total sense. They got house that, that day, didn't they? But if you're Neil Taylor, you don't feel too bad because the other two players who finished with negative points both play for the same team. And that would be Dave's own Southampton. <laughs> Brian, you see what he's trying to do. I right? like that Dave's Southampton can easily become something that that maintains there's for, Arsenal for a long time. There's Leeds and then there's Southampton. Southampton is my third Dave's my third top team. three clubs. The the Liverpool feeder team. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah, why do you like I should be I is, should be is, a fan is, of Southampton. Is Tella moving to Liverpool I mean, next year? They are the triple A club of Liverpool. This is not a baseball podcast. This does seem like that. Uh but I don't think these two guys are going to Liverpool anytime soon. Uh Kane Ramsey uh, he only appeared in one match as well. He finished with negative three points in that match because it was the nine-goal match. My mm. gosh. As a defender. Maybe that's why he didn't appear in any other matches wow. this season. And then there was a, a promising young talent who appeared in two matches in a row, one minute in each, but unfortunately in that one minute where he appeared in game week 22 against Manchester United, in that one minute he earned himself a red card and then he never appeared again this season. Alexander Yankowitz, negative one overall. Did he actually points. say Yankowitz, Brian? Yeah, he did. Uh, he, I'm surprised you're not going more after that name. No, I'm just I'm letting it breathe. It it, it has its own letting it breathe. It it has its own uh, nature and cause as a name in Yankowitz. Right, probably has a v in there, probably somewhere too. Right? Yeah, I'm sure about that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. That's all you're going to talk about, not the fact that he's finished with negative one points. It's impossible. The, the, those, these stats are so impossible. <laughs> like it's amazing. It's amazingly impossible. And yet, these men proved that it is possible. Amazingly impossible. Well done. All right, let's round out this end-of-season pod by talking about what we personally learned in playing FPL this season. It was a long season. We've talked about this. I'm excited already for just fun international tournament football. Kind of kind of low pressure. Just, yeah, just low enjoying pressure, it, right? Exactly, just enjoying it, seeing how early England fall out of the Euros when we all want them to win the thing. Uh, but it'll be fun drama along the way. Uh, but, you know, then I hope to get a 
normal season again next year, you know, where we're not watching 10 individual matches every weekend like we got this season long. Uh, but, you know, there's still some things that we could take away. So, Dave, what are what did you take away? You, by the way, there are some things to feel good about for you this season, Dave. You know, we've talked historically about how you're a slow starter usually, and then you try to bring – and that's partly strategy. You're focused on money a little bit more than points, and then you try to use that money to, to bring it on in the second half of the season. And this year, this year you did. I did. More so than ever before. Thank you. F- fair enough. Um, Officially, you – are the first-time winner of the Smith Brothers Derby. Congratulations. If, if you're keeping record. I am. Um, we are. Yeah. I, I think I've beat him before. Do you know what else you did, Dave, that you, I don't think you've ever done before? Huh. You beat this guy. Yeah, that's beat true. Brian. Brian it, fair. I don't often beat Brian. I was trying to barely hold on to beat him in there at the end, so that is something. Uh, so I, w- I will take that, especially no one finishes hotter than that guy. Brian Chesko, no doubt. So – uh, what yeah. did you learn this season in, in no, all your so success? I, I was looking back at some of my points, and honestly, Scott, I don't think I'd change much. I missed on some captains. I never really reached for captains. I had a bunch of good players on my teams, and I just sometimes at times got the wrong guy at the wrong week. And honestly, if anything, I went sometimes too much on matchup as opposed to just going with the form player. I will pay more attention the form player next year as opposed to matchups. Also, the other thing I noticed, and in 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 fairness to you, and this probably was the difference between our teams, because we, we talked often about how similar our teams were. True. We were picking different captains. Yes. But there were a few weeks during the season where I was like City and Spurs committed and COVID affected them and that which one which week. which brutally killed me that there, one there, week there was, was one week maker. i had like a 29 there was one week i had like a, a 35 and everyone else like match week seven i had a 29 and everyone else had you know and, and then uh match week four i had a 34 yeah like those weeks and and you and i talked about this pre-pod it is so hard to catch up it is you have to start hot and stay hot. It's just like the regular Premier League season. If you find yourself at the end of the season trying to make up points, it almost never happens. Almost never happens. It's true. You have to be there the entire time. Oftentimes in the in the beginning of the season of a regular Premier League season, you see your team drop a few games and or maybe get a result and you and you kind of brush it off like, "Oh, it's not that big of a deal." No, hell no. It's a massive freaking deal. Because at the end of the season, like the the difference between Liverpool and Arsenal this season is two wins and two draws. VAR Liverpool and Arsenal both were at the raw end of six negative VAR uh, results. So was West Brom. Like yeah. the three of them were tied for the the worst VAR results. All I'm saying is there was four results that could have mattered, and and Arsenal could have been in fourth. Liverpool could have been in second. Right. I mean, I'm perfectly happy with third for sure. after the season that Liverpool had. For sure. <laughs> I think you, you see my point, how <laughs> fine the point. margins yes, are, right? Yes, exactly. And, and so, that's what makes this sport something we can watch nine months out of the year. Absolutely. And it's what makes my weekends either so great or so terrible yep. for nine months out of the year. I know. I know. It, it's like we choose this existence. I right? know. Right. That's yeah. so true. And the same thing, like your weekend was awful when you scored 29 points in fantasy. Brutal. I didn't even look. At, I didn't even look. <laughs> I literally, I literally just so, didn't even look. So, so what you learned is that you're so, going to focus on a better start next year. 
no, try, try to start better? No, my start was good. Thank you for reeling that back in. My point was, I'm going to make sure I'm a little bit better diversified. You said that, okay? Look, I'm giving you some credit. You said... I just slapped my face when you said that because literally I've been preaching that on this podcast for years. I know. I know. I'm I'm glad you finally heard me. But in fairness to you, and you have been saying that for years, this is the first year it really beat me. And it was because of COVID. Okay. You, you started the season with three Liverpool defenders. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I pot yeah. committed. Yeah, coming, committed yeah to coming into the season, that that seemed like a, that was a viable oh, strategy. it was. Brian, you yes, and I was. looked at him like he was crazy. It, but I'm, I'm saying it was a strategy that was promoted by people who are was, who are better FPL players than any of us have ever been. I mean, interestingly. Is, is what I'm saying. Like, there are better people than, than we are. Scott, who are, only who Virgil, are promoting only Virgil didn't finish in the top three in S- defender scoring. Scott, week two. Yeah. Week two, Alexander seven, Robertson seven, six, uh, Virgil seven, right? So, I mean, week two, I crushed out a 68 with no chips. DCL, Abami had 17, Abami Yang tw- 10, Rodriguez 12, right? So, I mean, it wasn't like Liverpool defense came through for me in week two. So, you know, I, I look. Things but, went, but you're going to diversify next season. I, you know, you know what's funny. This is me. I say this now, <laughs> and then there's going to be a team that and comes Brian, into the I'm gonna, season. I'm going to fall like, in love. That looks so good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to fall in love with a preseason schedule. Southampton, and I'm going to be. I'm going to have Vestergaard and Bednarik <laughs> yeah. as my starting center backs, <laughs> along with JWP. <laughs> if, I hope that happens. <laughs> Brian. No. Yeah, anyway, so I think. Diversify a little bit better, and then just stick with the form, Captain. Don't go with the matchup. Brian? I, I mean, I I hear you on starting hot, but this podcast was one, two, three in our mini league and for, after, for a while. after the first few weeks. Yeah. I mean, it. There was I, I did it the last three seasons in a row where my first two weeks were my best two weeks. <laughs> and then it just, like, this season was so bad from weeks three to week, I mean, honestly, until February. Because wow. it took me till February until I got even back into the middle of our mini mini league table. I mean, the fact that I finished this season in the top million to me is a miracle. After the season that I had, you, you know what's funny is a lot of pundits are actually clamoring the fact that they got back into the top million. Yeah, because I mean, this, I, this season was very odd. Well, yeah, and I I just think I I mean, especially looking back where I didn't have Gundogan. At the beginning of his hot streak, I didn't own, I didn't own Bruno Fernandez until like the middle of the season. I don't know. I, mean, I hardly ever had him. This I year. for sure owned Gundogan and Bruno through their hot streak. I didn't like, have Dominic Calvert Lewin when he was obviously like the guy. To how own. are you doing it? This? It took me until Jesse Lingard's. Like I had Jesse Lingard for maybe a goal or two. I'm just saying, like there were players who were on such obvious like. You have to have this guy hot streaks that I waited and waited and waited on on the grounds that I'm sticking with the guys who were either in form or statistically were un, were underachieving their FPL points. Players who are quality players who just weren't getting the returns, and I, I just I'm really I'm honestly not sure. Other than like League Drew said it. I don't know, probably 10 or so weeks ago, to just say, like, I can't believe I'm going to lose this season because I didn't have Gundogan for that one stretch. 
Like it really, it really felt like if you didn't have some of those guys when they were at their peak, you dropped so many points this season in a way that was like so different than than a lot of other seasons. Those guys accounted for so many points. Patrick Bamford through basically week thirty or whatever it was, you know, here until the very end, Patrick Bamford was like so steady with points. I'm really, I really, honestly, am not sure because I feel like. The stats were fine. Like they ended up bearing out by the end of the season for a lot of these guys. Like if I had gone purely on stats for game week 38, I would have scored like 160. You know what I mean? Like it just feels like there are those weeks where that happens. And so I don't know other than to say like that I'm glad that there's never going to be another season like this. Like hopefully there won't be. For sure. Like a triple week, that what? Why that should never happen? And every every it, manager. It, it was says also that random that. double weeks early on with Spurs and City and right, you United st- and Villa. And right, you start the season with three of the most important or like the most the the most desirable clubs. Two of the three where you can't have one of their players, or it's a strategy to say I'm going to start the season with one of those guys so that I don't have to waste a transfer on them next week. Like that will never happen. That should never happen again. Yeah. So I I don't know. I just feel like all things considered, like I I'm not like I'm glad about where I finished. I just feel like there were so many decisions that I made where I was like, what was I doing? Why did I do that? <laughs> what was wrong with? Me? Yeah. I just I, and then and then to look back and say, well, I mean, the decisions weren't all that all that bad. I just didn't jump on the hot guy. Yeah. And we advise against that so often. Like, don't chase the guy's points. Don't chase last week's points. Well, in the case of Ilkay Gundogan, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Jesse Lingard, you know, Bruno's a little different because he is a top five overall league player. But a lot of these guys, it was like, there was no reason to ever own them. So going into it, it was like, I shouldn't have chased it. But then you see, like, the eighth week in a row of returns, it was like, oh, should have gotten him in week two. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Because like for Ilkai, it was seven or eight weeks long. You know, for yeah. Lingard, it was six or seven weeks long. Yeah, there was no, it, it was like twelve. It was not it, that long. Absolutely, was not that long. Uh, oh. I had the numbers in front of me. Do you want me to read them? Yeah, Lingard's was Lingard's was. Yeah, but Lingard or Gundogan? Both. Both. Either. Gundogan. There, there was a between match week thirteen and match week twenty four. So that's really? te- technically 10 match weeks. He scored double digits well, six times. You're right, it's 12. Six times in there, and, and a few of those were nines and eight. There were two eights and a nine. Okay, so, so he was that close stretch. to scoring double digits. That's almost a third of the season. It yeah. was a wicked. Lingard was not that long. No, Lingard was maybe more eight. like seven to eight weeks. Yeah. So, but we say not to yeah. chase points because typically it's like maybe two, three weeks at the most, and then it's over. Yeah, those stretches were longer to where it did hurt. There was yeah, pain I mean it definitely out. like that. You you were reward Ian Acho, I think would be one of those guys. Yeah. But that was yeah. a guy that I did jump on where I it was like I there was a pure intent to do it, but it was I, I think that's the other thing. Not to add on to this, but I made I I made one. I took one. Minus four in the first half of the season. Wow. I took one hit between September and December. One one hit 
And by the end of December, I was in like tenth in our in like in our mini mini league out yeah. of eleven people. Yeah. Like I, I I could not have made it could not have been worse. And it was on the grounds of I'm not gonna take hits. And the entire time it was like, no, I should have I just was not going after the right people. That's just that's just the bottom line. So I'll I'll tell you what's interesting. I Scott ran the numbers real quick. Lingard had a had eleven game stretch. Technically ten because he didn't play against his parent club United. So, so really, it was ten actual games that he played where he was hot. So that was closer. I mean, Ogunwan had a, had twelve. Yeah. Like that's longer, kind of like than than you those actually. Are, those think. are long enough stretches where, you know, that's different. Now, one thing I want to say this, and I want to give credit to uh, a, a friend of ours, uh, Brian, uh, a league Billy, who his first year in FPL, he had an at Aaron at league Aaron type of a season, where. His first year year in, like he beat me. I I couldn't catch him. I was trying to desperately at the end. L- League Billy had an interesting strategy. He's he he. It's his first year. He said, "I don't care how many transfers I make." Dude made seventy one transfers on the season, and uh, he ended up with a team value of a six one hundred six point six, and he beat me by about sixty points. Yeah. I, Brian, I think one of my record lows transfers, only 54 transfers, I finished with a team value of 107. But I made less transfers than I normally do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just, it, it was just interesting to me. There's so many people who would say, do it this way, do it that way. League Billy said, uh, F the police. And yeah, went transfer, 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 didn't matter, transfer, boom, 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 boom taking minus 12s, minus 16s at times, to have 71 total transfers and still to end up where he did overall in the top, uh, in inside the four hundred top 400,000, like that's pretty good. Yeah. And now, the moment we've been waiting for, Scott's observations from his... <laughs> from his mi- title winning... Title winning season. Season. Scott, well done. You won for the first time ever. Not true. <laughs> Not the, the part where I won is true. First time ever is not true. That's not, a running joke in our Slack workspace. Hey, we haven't plugged this yet. Quick plug. We talk about our mini league, or sometimes we call it, like Brian just did, our mini, mini league. This is this is a group of friends uh, back from when we started this podcast. Patreon and also supporters. Patreon supporters, Slack uh, workspace uh supporters or contributors who have joined it's into a, this league. It's a really fun community that it literally is. is all across our country and the world. It's across we the have world. Some, yeah, as we have yeah. some international listeners. So it, it, everyone contributes. It's fantastic. It's so much fun. Uh, it's going to be fun to see how that kind of carries throughout the Euros. Give us some banter, transfer news already starting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but, it's, it's going to continue. to join our Slack workspace by contributing at patreon.com slash America to join. In that little league, I did finish in first, second time in three or four years. Just to be clear, putting it on the record here, it's on the mic. Well done, Scott. Your first win, fantastic. So pissed. pissed. (laughs) All right. So here's the thing. What did I learn? Um, First of all, I'm happy to say that even though I slid back from where I was uh, around game week 30, 31, I have no regrets. No regrets. When, you know, I stuck with Bruno, Sala, and Kane, thinking they'd come through at the end of the season, and they didn't as much as I would have wanted. Uh, that's fine. No regret. I, I knew that that was a possibility, and I knew that if it went the way that it ended up happening in reality, I wouldn't regret it. Because when you have Bruno, Sala, and Kane, you shouldn't regret that. 
For sure. Right. So anyway, I have yet to get my chips to work out. No this doubt. Year, this year I For sure. I'm with you. This year I, I did things a little bit differently. I am very quick to play the first half wild card. Usually between game weeks two and six, I'm playing that first half wild card when I've got a good grasp on what's happening, what form looks like at this point. Uh, I'll be quick to play that first half wild card chip. That one worked out, and that's largely why I had a, a good start. And then obviously I had no city players on the week where they got hit by COVID, and so I was one of the few wow. who benefited from that. I had like three city players and two Spurs. Yeah, and we documented on this podcast. Those those two things, the wild card in the first half and the, the COVID week, uh, worked out in my favor, which definitely was a huge benefit to where I finished. With that said, I, I was very aggressive this year with my chips. I ended up playing them all in the middle of the season, between like 15 and 20, 21, yeah. rather than saving them for the end of the season. <laughs> this season, I kind of wish I had saved them mm-hmm. because I regretted not having them at the end uh, with the way the season ended. Sure. Uh, just, again, the, Triple weird, match weeks. the weirdnesses of everything. So I don't know what to take away from that because when I've held on to them, I've wished I've played them sooner. And now that I've played them sooner, I wish that I'd held on to them. I guess I just need to recognize when it's going to be a COVID-type year and when it's not. And then I'll just use that to make the right decision. Yeah, well, that's easy. It's easy. Easy. It's easy. Easily out. done. Mm-hmm. COVID-23 so, will be probably, <laughs> it'll make it weird, but I think we'll be more mentally prepared. Oh. Here's what I will say. I started the season with a strategy, and I liked it, and I'm going to do it again. So I guess if I learned okay. anything, it's Good. that I liked what I did this season to start, which is to have three or four premium-priced players with high ceilings that you feel good about keeping all season long. Interestingly, two of my four premium players I started the season with were KDB and Aubameyang. I did not hold on to them very long, but I replaced them with Bruno, and I replaced them with... Salah, probably. I think I already had Salah. Okay. I think I went to Sun, to be honest with you, when Sun was doing something good. Yeah, well, he was super hot for most of the year. So anyway, so I didn't keep the guys that I started with necessarily, but I liked having those types of guys, and I think I'll try to do the same thing. With a 4-5 defense all across the board that I can rotate in and out, and that was a strategy that worked really well. And I think there's going to be a good group of guys who are going to come in at a decent 4-5 price. We talked about Tyrek Mitchell already last week. He's one of them. Why don't you start him like every every week like I have to start James You know what? I don't, I don't accept that bet, Dave. I don't accept that bet. But I will have him in my squad in all likelihood for game I mean, it's one. a challenge. It's not really a bet. Just just pick a guy. Name a guy you're going to start every week. I will not. <laughs> I will not do that. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's what this is. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably find a way to do that. I will say this. The other area where I was very weak this year was at goalkeeper. With the exception of when I had Emiliano Martinez in the middle of the season, I made the joke that goalkeeper point, uh, points seemed to be a second form of bonus points for right. me. Uh, that felt true even at the end of the season, too. Uh, once once you play your second half wild card, it's really hard to yeah, use but free transfers on goalkeepers. Let's, let's go here, and, and then we can start wrapping this up because we never really covered this. The end of the season goalkeeping the last two weeks. It was a mess. was so weird. I actually, we did cover this in the at the at the theater. So, man, yeah, this is bizarre. It was. Sure. It was. Again, another form of bonus points. 
So yeah, I'm I'm excited for the new season. Definitely more so going into next season than I was last season. I was so ready for the season to be done. It was exhausting, but I'm looking forward to a normal. I hope I hope a normal year, a normal season coming up after what I think will be a good, fun summer of international football, and uh, and life will start to feel right again, and we'll have a fresh start, all of us with empty lineups that we get to fill <laughs> endlessly throughout summer days yes. on the FPL app. If only the FPL app could add some functionality, some technology. Just upgrade your computer system. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> no. Stop operating off of no. 286? Seriously. Wow, most but, people won't recognize that reference. But, well, yeah, like, but they'll just, know that you mean something old. Just make it happen. That's what matters. Yeah. But, hey, I'm excited to do it all over again. We are doing this podcast next season, right? We are doing this podcast next season unless something weird happens. And I <laughs> hope that we continue and continue to roll on. As we do, there will be a fun summer of FPL-ish content. For sure. Like we usually do. For those who are longtime listeners, you know what that means. And uh, and so we do want you to stay subscribed. Keep following us on the socials. Uh, we may have some things that we'll update there throughout the summer. You don't want to miss it if we do. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, patreon.com slash FPL America. Well said, Scott. Brian, you got anything else? Nope, not a thing. Well... For the official final time of the 2020-2021 COVID-laced triple match week crush the FPL computer system season, this is David Smith. <laughs>